and you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Tell me if I'm going too far, tell me if I'm going too far, do you like this? Because I can see the love in the dark, yeah, I can feel the beat in your heart, you like this? Tell me if I'm going too far, tell me if I'm going too far, do you like this? Because I can see the love in the dark, yeah, I can feel the beat in your heart when you get excited. Hey everyone, welcome to the Collab Cast. Yeah. Episode 70. Oh, 70. This 70? Friday. Yeah. June the 3rd, 2016. How's everyone doing? I'm one of your co-hosts, Marvin Yue, along with our co-host, Minji Chang. What up, what up, what up? How's it going? I did not expect to be hosting this week. <laughs> Puts but here I am. right in the wound. Jet lag as fuck. Well. He's still asleep. Mm. And <laughs> we can get into that. Well, let's let's introduce our guest yes, today. Yes, let's. Today is the intern cast. We have two of our collaboration yes. interns, Brianna Kim. Ooh. Hello. And Aubrey Magalang. Oh, screw up my last name. <laughs> oh, how do you say it? Magalang. Magalang. Ooh. I never, I just call her intern. Right. So. Intern Aubrey. <laughs> never really bothered because, you know, interns, whatever. We get coffee. <laughs> but yeah Only here I am. <laughs> just flew back from my week in taiwan and i had tasked minji go ahead and record this week's podcast she did on your own and she did partially but, <laughs> but then the podcast krampus came down krampus and stole what is that it's the reverse santa oh, okay. there's like santa and there's krampus have you seen that movie i did not that's it's exactly horrible. what happened, though. Yeah. Oh, he comes no. and steals presents from the kids and also murders them, I guess. I don't oh, know. I guess. Okay, let's not get dark. So it got murdered. <laughs> um, it got stolen. But yeah, we were trying to figure out how it happened. And this it's, was a, yesterday, it's a mystery right? because she did push record this time. It but. did record for about two minutes. And then it vanished. And then it faded Something away. Went wrong. How did you, like, like not know that it? I didn't know. It, like I was watching the thing, and the levels are still going up, and like there's no indication to me that it was going wrong. Oh my god, that's like me. Minji's face just got darker just now. So, I know. So apologies Sorry, to uh, the guest that Minji painstakingly got to record. A for effort. Yeah. I'm so sorry to them. Yay! I'm so proud. That podcast exists in your memories only. It was a great. Who was the guest? It was David Choi and Sean Mira. <gasps> what? <laughs> It's okay. No, no it's, they're gonna come back. No, it's gonna yeah, be great. It's fine. We we got we, we got the interns this time, so it's you know. No, this is gonna thing. be great. No, but like definitely. I feel like we were like just like the second choice no, for this. Definitely <laughs> we're a second choice for this. It's kind of like here. It's like, it's like so the so thing good. that you never knew you always wanted kind of thing. No, it's the best. And no, it's good because we we're always saying we need to have more younger perspectives Youngins. on this thing. And you guys are young too. Yeah, I know. We're but still millennials, <laughs> right? Yes, so, technically. So there you go. Yeah, we are very young. Yeah, we are on fleek as hell. We're fleeking. There you go. Fleeking. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say fleek, fleek as hell. And, and <laughs> only heard on fleek. We are totally YOLO swag. And <laughs> good job. Can someone make him stop? Okay, we're gonna move on. So, so glad turn that. up <laughs> this podcast. Turn up for what? <laughs> So the um, podcast that got lost, I think we could definitely recreate it. We did go, we like deep dove and I think Sean and David are totally, they're, they're amazing and they're deep and insightful and eloquent. So I think whenever they come back, we'll definitely recapture that because I still <laughs> oh, remember no. everything. Um, it's okay. It happens. But it was like one of those days. I don't know. That's just my table topic. Yeah. Aww. For those of you who want to eventually do podcasts, just realize that you'll probably lose one in every like 20 We've actually oh. lost. How we lost that two many? in the last month? Oh, we've lost three so far. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's not keep. Let Let's not. We're not gonna. Keep, <laughs> but continue that's to part of the experience that. too. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first Production two. To mess up. The first okay. two were user Times. error. Mm-hmm. This last one was like a ghost came and stole it. Yeah. Like, oh, so lit- it just literally, 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 literally a ghost came and stole this podcast. <laughs> it oh, no. vanished. It just fades <laughs> away, and I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. I was so. Confused. And the things the. the the file is still an hour long. But it's like but not it's like an hour of silence. Of silence. Oh my God. See, so it was recording. Yeah, anyway. Mm. 
Let's not fixate on it. Production. Someone's arm probably hit some knob somewhere. <laughs> Let's move on. Mm. I don't know. If we <laughs> can't figure that out, then I can't ever figure right. out how well, to not do it. Oh, we'll get off. She's so bad. <laughs> We're like throwing her under the bus. It was a bad day. <laughs> but each and every week, we start the podcast off with a pop culture roundtable where we go around Ooh. the table and talk about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture in Asian America. Ooh. So this week, let's start with Minji. Why? Oh, okay. Yeah. The depressed one. <laughs> She's literally having her head down right now. So. I, I don't know. Well, yesterday, I definitely. I don't know whether I want to insert this part into this table, the round table, because it's like the shorter conversation or in the APAM discussion. Mm. Well, it was a it was a weird day yesterday, for sure. I was yeah. in the air, and, they, and I, when I landed, I was like... Literally in the air. Oh, something happened at UCLA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. That's what I woke up to. Yeah. There were... There were yeah. I, I just had one of those days, and I don't know if it's like a ripple effect from everybody else. Have Like, you know, like I one person woke up with a really bad mood, and it just like ripple effect to everybody. Like the butterfly effect. Well, yesterday was a horrible day for everybody in yeah. the area. So. Yeah. It was like, that was terrible. The, the shooting was terrible to wake up to, and I'm learning, we're learning more about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy who um, shot his professor, and apparently somebody he was like close with, and that he had a relationship with, and... I don't know those I, I can't crazy I, it's sad because we get used to them but then you can't it's still like yeah and oh, this yeah. was so literally close to home yeah for sure uh, and this girl's going to UCLA and I was like <gasps> you oh know, you are yeah mm-hmm. oh, Brianna's no. transferring I told you like young youngins right here <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what freaked me out the most though because it's like oh my go. gosh like that could have <laughs> been me on campus and I heard on the news or I watched I was watching a live stream and some reporter There's, was or was interviewing this guy who was it was his first day at UCLA and that oh, whole thing he's man. like from like abroad or something and oh man I was just that like sucks. dang and I think a part of me was kind of fearful but I think it can it just reminds me like it can happen anywhere yeah you know and it's it, like not just happens. LA yeah. not to be horribly you know fear inducing but it does and I think Even I don't know this is just kind of like the, the the life we're living right now and it was a lot of different discussions going on about that um, because somebody pulled up the, the race card and they were saying, oh, this guy was like Indian American. But then mm. it really became, and I, I appreciated that because people, I, I just read different posts because I know a lot of people who get into those discussions, they mm-hmm. just go right in. But a lot of people are like, this has nothing to do with race. This has to do with but gun someone safety and, and mental out. health. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. someone has to bring that up. And so it was, it was interesting because the comments, man, it's always that line. The like, don't comments. read, don't read the comments, don't read the comments. They yeah. always do. More of a curiosity, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we were. I was just talking with to our interns about how these days you can't really say anything without people assuming you're taking a side. Yeah, or you can't be thoughtful. You can't like try to see see things as a big gray area, which is what most of the world is. Because if you're not on one side, you're on the other. I mean, you can say one thing and then people will take that and say, oh, so you're saying this. And yeah. like they want to put words in your mouth so they can put you on the other side mm-hmm. so they can attack you. Right. That's exactly. Right. This is, Again, I'm going to add that to the APAM conversation, but that happens to me all the time. There's a cu- couple people, some of them I might be listening to this. There's a couple people that tend to jump in whenever I have something to share that is... <laughs> race field which is a lot because i work in asian american diversity um but they're always defensive and i don't know in that way with those people i got used to it so i'm like all right there you go like they put (laughs) words in your mouth they're just like well it's not all white boys faults and (laughs) i was like i didn't say that i said this sucks that this happens you know i'm like it's just these days you know like let's take um let's take pop culture for example Mm -hmm. right the new ghostbusters trailer the most hated trailer in the world is it but, really? Yeah, like the most dislikes in any, oh, any YouTube video. The, the whole like, oh, it's, it's like being held by women. All women. Right. Um, but what happens now is like you can't even say that. Like if you say that, well, I didn't really like the trailer. It didn't really look like that interesting. Uh-huh. People will take that and say, oh, so you're against women. Oh, right. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, like you that. could say something and then people like turn around and like to any way they want to Jump to like a co- whole different conclusion yeah. where it's like, no, that's... And like, you know, we've all been there. Like Minji and I have, have had screaming arguments about the quality of Mad Max. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get into it because I, my, my heart can't, I can't take it. I can't believe you brought it but, up. I thought that was like, a, you know, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but like, it's embarrassing how, like, not go there. It's embarrassing how worked up we got over that. Really? About Mad Max. <laughs> really upset on both ends. <laughs> 
you lied to me. Wow. <laughs> and he was so hurt. He's like, what? Like, how could... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I joked about that but... with our friend Steve the other day. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there are things that you just recognize you'll fundamentally never agree with people on. <laughs> and we talked about Mad Max. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Fun times. Um, yeah. Obviously, she's on the wrong side of history, but no. But I here's yeah. here's my thing about all all that stuff and why for me it's not pleasant nor is it comfortable to sit and argue with people or have people tell you how and why you're wrong and all that stuff. But for me, the older I get, the more I recognize like those uncomfortable conversations, and not to be like over hippy dippy like positive about anything, but those caused me to think really analytically about things mm-hmm. that like I was like, well, why do I believe that? Mm-hmm. Or like, what is the basis of my argument? And sometimes there have been a couple times I realized I had no basis for my argument. And it's just like, well, this is just what I've believed for so long. This is what yeah. you feel, I feel like. This is what I feel and this is what I've been told. And these these are the thoughts that I've continued to think, you know? Yeah. And and that's been something very eye-opening for me because there are times when I lose the argument on my own Facebook and it's like, okay, can I delete like this? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And I think we've been over this before, but like, be more intentional when you speak mm-hmm. using words like I think instead of I feel. Yeah. And really, like, I think that's part of maturing. Mm-hmm. Being mature. Is um, <laughs> is understanding that your viewpoint may not be 100% right. Right. It still might be 60% right. You right. might be more right than other people. Right. But there are other viewpoints. And only when you take the whole, like, the whole perspective into account can you really make a real decision about something. Right. And I think that's something that we miss these days in you know, the political discourse or in news, it's just, everything's based on perspectives, everything's based on You're sides. You're an idiot. And it's just, let's take a second and like, think about things. Right. Right. And sometimes that just means, I'm not going to read these comments because I don't want to get angry. Right. Right. There's a, the one thing that I'm going to look into later is this whole gorilla pit thing. People have been freaking out What's about that? it. What's that? I don't know. Some kid ended up in some gorilla pit, and then like, so people they been... shot the gorilla. right? Oh yeah. Oh. I, wait, isn't that or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't mess with animals on the internet. Yeah. Don't people mess. will like fight. No, it you. was like judgment on the parenting, judgment on the yeah. kid, and like what? I haven't looked into it, but I was like, oh god. See, they're already making down to like they're already making memes, right? So I was like, I gotta, I have to look. I'm gonna eventually look into this. I can't deal with it right now because yesterday was the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, Brianna. What's on your mind? Um, I don't know. I feel like we kind of mentioned this earlier, but I think the whole thing with UCLA just kind of it's been kind of on my mind. I've been looking at articles all day, and I think, um. I think a lot of people have been questioning, like, oh, like, who is the person that killed the professor? Because I think what it comes down to, I think people do try to bring race into it mm-hmm. or have these generalizations. And um, see, do we know that though? Like, who the like? Oh the yeah, they identified of? it like mm-hmm. this morning, I think, and Five they from were Minnesota. Yeah, he like drove um, all the way from Minnesota to LA because he had like a kill list and stuff. Oh, okay. But I think kind of going back to what we were talking about social media, though, I feel like social media is a perfect place for people to kind of say what they want without having to um like pay for it like later on they just kind of say whatever and and then it just goes blows up because other people like (laughs) well i mean there's there's anonymity in a lot of comment boards yes right oh yeah but what's what's interesting to me is some people say what they want to say on their facebook with their real name Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, I think that's better it, though. though. No. I yeah. like that. That to me actually gives me more comfort in in like someone taking ownership of what they're saying mm-hmm. than like um, YouTube where they hide behind a handle mm-hmm. and they'll never. They just troll all day every day. See? Some people are just existing to give you crap. Yeah, that's so they sad. They really though. have a strong opinion on things. Like I think I feel like social media is where everything can get lost in translation. There is so much negativity, but then I feel like in reverse, like there are some times where you do feel the positivity and like, because even like with the whole like UCLA thing, it's like people, all the UCLA students were like trying to like get together to kind of support and show their respect for everything that happened and spreading positivity, like stay strong, you know, like we are loved, you guys are loved and make sure you guys tell your loved ones that you guys are okay. And so I feel like I just don't understand when people spread like negativity like that on the internet. It's like, do you have nothing better to do? I mean, as mean as that sounds, but... some people are just jerks. Yeah, I think yeah. people are we really always, sad. <laughs> I feel like negativity when it comes to like comments like that, um, it just spreads more than the positive ones and yeah. therefore you see it 
more mm-hmm. and it blows up more. Well, you, you know, there's the whole thing about the, the vocal minority, right? The people who make the most noise don't really represent the majority because the majority, when things are fine, they don't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Right. things are fine. Yeah. Right? And when things are great, you know, most people are kind of modest about things or humble. Like they don't want to like scream like, this yeah. is the greatest thing. <laughs> like, right. Because they, won't, they don't want to be seen as, you know, oh, that guy or that right, person. Right, right. Right. But then if something makes you angry, everyone like, I'm going to say something. You know? First right. one to jump on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it depends on what that person who's being outspoken is speaking out about. Because that right. person could easily have, like, they'll rally their troops because they're, ha- they're going to have somebody behind them supporting things. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I think you're totally right to judge XYZ or to be. And the thing, I've totally been in that, and I continue to be, because I'm. everybody is an emotional person. This is where it gets murky because everybody, every one of us around this table has has experienced being really pissed off and hateful <laughs> and wanting to flip no someone off idea. on the road. And, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I my BuzzFeed video was about how much I hated people and <laughs> I felt kind of bad I was like when I made it I was like but I it's don't so want... common I, it, it is that's common and to be best. fair it was about things people do that, do that annoy you right. yeah. yeah and not so much I mean, hateful the hate part like, is like I think that's more like pet peeves click, maybe like, it's clickbait um, also like culture yeah. it's like yeah. right. you don't get the clicks unless you say, unless you say hate uh, possibly yeah. Yeah. yeah but then like people related to it and they thought it was funny which is great that's what I wanted but like I also don't like being the one to fixate on like, okay, let's always get mad at people about X, Y, Z. But I don't think that was, I mean... It wasn't the intent, but like... The point I, of, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Minji was recently in a BuzzFeed video Woo-hoo. about um, things that people do that you hate or that annoy you. <laughs> that make you <laughs> hate well, them. Unquote, but then hate. I feel like, A, that was kind of, it's like a BuzzFeed list of like, here's things that are annoying. And B, it was a showcase for Minji's face acting My skills. Face. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Coolest boss lady ever. But anyway, <laughs> sting face lady. Um, but I think that, in, and that's what I enjoy about acting is that like when you have to, they say you have to be able to play a villain and the hero. You can't just always choose the good one, mm. the good side. Like there's human elements to every person. So if you've, killed a bug a fly an ant before then you better be able like that should be something enough to let you to it to 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 play a killer like if i got cast as the serial killer in some show a would i turn down the role no b would it be really hard yeah but i'd have to find my way there i hear it's more fun to play the villain because you get the like you get the two because everyone has that dark side right more sinister like like, people have just don't want to acknowledge welcome to my lair yeah come make yourself at home you'd be the worst but there's always like every villain and every superhero or whatever they always have like if the if the story is told well you always find out that they have some tremendous pain or like some yeah. wound mm. that like didn't heal right and like that's mm. to me like as pissed off as i get at some people i'm like why are you so angry because i know what you know i spent some time dealing with my own anger <laughs> that's that's i'm just putting that out there because these people who like spread i mean trust me they piss me off too like why do you spend your time doing that what it's like joy the, do you get out no of that? yeah i think it's like the bully is always deep down inside they're the always hurt ones. they're the hurt ones and that's what people don't like understand when it comes to, i guess villains who are gonna come and even to if that. they even if they do understand you like they're so obnoxious that you yeah. you know you're an emotional person you're yeah. not gonna think of compassionately at that time you're yeah like, you're, you're just gonna be like <laughs> yeah exactly I, mean, I think a good like a good thing that I've heard writers do when they write stories like this is understand that everyone's a hero in their own story. Yeah. So in the villain's own story, he's the hero. Right. She's right. the hero. Mm-hmm. They're the hero. And or right. the victim, whatever, yeah. you know, like, oh, poor me. I think our world is just broken because everyone has like that insecurity or that so hurt sad. and then that, <laughs> that grows into something else in the future. It can either grow into confidence and me and Minji talked about confidence a lot today, <laughs> but, or it can grow into something else that does spread negativity. But in that, I think everyone's just hurt and has their own kind of pain and brokenness that they're trying right. to cope with and deal with. Yeah. Hence, we need, good art. Cool. we need good art. Good we need good art. We need good art. Good art release. comes from heartbreak and <laughs> Good like art, which everyone heart. experiences. Some good stories. Yeah, mm. doesn't have to be hard rate. Which creates compassion. Yeah. There you go. Mm. It does. I honestly can't imagine what kind of person I'd be if I didn't watch all the sappy stuff that I do that I love because it makes me cry. I'm like, mm. I'm so. I, I shouldn't have everyone thought that way. Can you even imagine? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's oh, not. No. Aubrey, what's on your mind? Well, we. It's kind of a light topic, but. Earlier today, Marvin got me. <laughs> he 
came back from Taiwan and he got me like this really cool anime crap. Okay. <laughs> I heard like screaming like, down the hall. I was like, oh my god, like I have a to check this out. Of like my favorite character from If You Do Watch Anime, One Punch Man. <laughs> but no, um, Anime Expo is coming up, and so I know maybe we could get into the topic of if. Like, say, an Asian American like me likes anime. Are you playing into the stereotype of being that <laughs> nerdy character, that nerdy Asian person? Um, I don't know. I mean, you wear it on your sleeve, which made it right. easy for me to buy you a gift from Taiwan. And I was like, okay. I know what like, to get her. Brianna gets the stationery. Minji gets her I would love stationery, by the way. Yeah, yes, but I was I love like, my soup thermos. Well, I know, I know <laughs> Aubrey's going to anime expo and also cosplaying so she's probably really into that so where can i find anime bullshit and then <laughs> she's like what and then i found the anime bullshit store and looked for the one punch man area do they have a whole animation sh- i'm not gonna say oh, there's, anime store there's, yeah. the there's here's the thing about like so especially growing up as asian there's definitely something that draws you to anime like japanese animation mm, right especially yeah. for like for me it was growing up asian also being in Taiwan for a lot of my childhood, that was the kind of cartoons we watched. Mm-hmm. You know, at, in ho- at home it was Flintstone, Chip and the Rescue Rangers, things like that. But at, <laughs> in Taiwan, it was like... Rescue Rangers. It was, um, I don't even know the names, but if I saw... I still can hear the theme songs in my head. Really? Dark mm-hmm. right? weird Because mm-hmm. like whenever I was in like the Philippines, all they would watch was like American cartoons and nothing that Grass was Grass like, is always greener, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't know... Um, playing into that role (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're gonna talk a little little bit about k-pop later on but i think it's the same it's the same um (laughs) it's the same kind of cultural pull which is it's uh it's an art form that is overtly asian Mm -hmm. right and we we talk about came from yeah then we talk about representation a lot is that what makes it um, appealing though i never was drawn well okay that's not true (laughs) for some very very briefly i enjoyed drawing sailor moon and then i got bored of it really fast i think only time it wasn't only the drawing like so the way that a lot of these series are they're Mm -hmm. serialized and they write them or they draw them like Like mini series yeah it's like right so there's always a cliffhanger it's all the stuff that Asian dramas have been doing for years, mm. right? But animated, having like a series <laughs> and stuff that just a prolonged things story. That, things that uh, American uh, media started catching on to in like 2000 with Lost and with Alias, mm. oh, like right. having serialized oh, series instead of like you know Monster of the Week or Case of the Week series. Um, those concepts were very present in Japanese animation, so you couldn't just watch one episode. You had to watch, you had to watch all, all like. Forty episodes in the season. I never. I. I right. literally. I'm thirty, and I've never watched an episode of anime. I think me too. <laughs> yeah, you got ten years. Like <laughs> I've got yeah. ten years on you. But no, that's. I mean, I don't. It's. It was one of those things where I felt a little disconnected from mm. my Asianness because I didn't like it. I was like a total Disney Looney Tunes <gasps> animaniacs. I think it's one of those things Ch- where Ch- if you didn't grow up around oh. it. Or if you didn't grow up with friends who were really into it. Like, my friends are super into it. So like, my friends. I, I just never it. got into it. Um, it's just some people and, don't. Some people really yeah. do. And, my I mean, those aesthetics it. are really, like, you know, I'm still super into Giant Robot shit. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, the... the so cussy today. The super... I'm really tired. <laughs> like, like, the like the superhero stuff, like, like Dragon Ball, I'm not as into anymore. Like, One Piece or whatever. Because I, okay. I find those a lot more boring these days. Because it's just the same story over and over. Okay. Wait till you see it live action. (laughs) But I mean, those aesthetics are still very much like there is like some primal, like like childish a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like I was walking around the anime bullshit store, and I saw the (laughs) stop with all the. Why are you so angry? (laughs) Because it's me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was looking at the Gundam models. Gundam is like um, Japanese anime, and I was like. (laughs) I don't have time to build this, but I kind of want to get it. But then you don't want to get like the dinky little ones. You want the giant ones that take forever. Okay. And yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know if it, it's stereotypical because I think it's like it's like any other geekdom or fandom. I think mm-hmm. there's some like if it's 
if it's your thing, it's your thing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to hate on anyone else's oh, I was into Sanrio. You know? Did you ever, like, do a stationary cake or, like, anything like that? Was I it? had a lot of I'm Sanrio still into Sanrio. Sanrio. Yeah, <laughs> like, Sanrio that was real. and, like, Mashimaro and, like, yeah. Hamtaro. Yes. And <laughs> I had, like, the Pio Pio, the little duck or, like, the little chick. But uh, I never liked Hello Kitty. So then when that blew up, I was like, wait, what? Out of <laughs> you, all like, completely of, missed the Hello Kitty I things. never liked Hello Kitty. <laughs> Again, well, actually, no, it's, like, the Sailor Moon. It was, like, a brief like flutter yeah it's like, like oh, one cute one but... little notebook of hell yeah. like all right i'm over it <laughs> <laughs> moving on to peckle and karupi mm. bye i think it's kind of i don't know it just popped into my head but like when like asian americans like 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 um sanrio or like anime or whatever um it's kind of people see it as normal i guess but when mm. like white people like it it's kind of like exoticizing. No, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, whoa, you got to calm down but there. I think a lot more like non Asian people are getting into things like anime or K pop oh or my just God. Korean culture no, they, or just oh. anything. Well, I mean, if you look at the way cartoons have been, like, just look at Cartoon Network right now. All the American I don't cartoons watch Cartoon Network are very anime inspired now. Mm. Just, are they really? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's, we can go on, on and on about just fetishizing <laughs> no a, I think a, you like what you like it's not just fetishizing it's just there's a lot of different you like, like what you like there's a lot of different directions we can go with this topic yeah um, but I don't like for me I don't think it's stereotypical but for me like I'm kind of of that fandom as well mm-hmm. you know um, so to me it's like yeah that's kind of it's cool I give you shit for it but it's because thank you I think you should just make a count <laughs> sheet of how, how many, many times, times he says poop <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then come back and talk about APAM. So stick with us. You're listening to Clubcast. Uh, we'll be right back. Whoop, whoop. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to the Clubcast. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents in our communities. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. That's Collaboration with a K. Not that many updates for this week, but I wanted to give you a heads up on some new content that's gone up on the site. This week, we released a new green room session with Megan Lee. She's a young and talented singer-songwriter and Collaboration alum, as well as the star of Nickelodeon's Make It Pop. Check out her two-song set in this week's Green Room session, including an acoustic version of her newest single, Stronger. We also have a Coffee Break interview with Megan that released on Wednesday. Check out her conversation with Minji Chang at collaboration.org or on our YouTube channel. You can also find our past videos as well as our past podcasts at collaboration.org, so make sure to check it out. And for those of you looking to get involved in collaboration, you can find our volunteer application there under the Get Involved section. Once again, we do appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or topics or anything you'd like us to discuss on the show, please send us an email at podcast at collaboration.org. We always love to hear from our listeners. And that'll about do it for this collaboration break. Um, thanks again for listening to episode 70 of the Collabcast. Now let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. I'm one of your hosts, Marvin Yu, along with our co-host, Minji Chang. <laughs> and we're here with our collaboration interns, <laughs> Brianna and Aubrey. You. Brie yeah. in the house. <laughs> I feel like my it's weird sides like slowly start. Let it come, come out. out. Let it come to the mic. It, yeah. d- it releases you. Oh my God, you. Brianna, it, it we could be double you. Brie. <laughs> Because I'm Aubrey and you're Brianna. Oh. This is going great. Things that they have people. to do when we're, we're around. We've made a mistake, Minji. <laughs> we should never let you the young did. people on. No, I'm <laughs> I'm so it'll be great. It'll be awesome. All right, it's June 3rd, which means <laughs> oh my god, totally. APAM is officially over. Oh no, I forgot it. We one. can now no longer celebrate being Asian Pacific American. Unfortunately, APAM is every month. Our month is over. We, uh, yeah, now we, we just to, stop being Asian. <laughs> Now we're back to being nothing. <laughs> um, but this was the topic that was lost to the Krampus, the podcast Krampus. Oh, he brought so it we up want, again. So we want to bring it back. Oh, no. It's okay. Better days ahead. 
Well, one of the things that we talked about, and I'm still going to talk about when when David and Sean come back, but we talked about a lot of the really amazing uh, music videos that came out during the month of May. Yeah. And it like blew our minds. And we're especially one, I mean, like two in particular for me, but it was Dumbfounded's video and uh, Aquafina. Mm. Which came yes. out the very last was... day. It was a beautiful drop mic moment. <laughs> I didn't like, see it yes. yet. Yeah, same. I only it's definitely it not safe it. for work. It was very, very. <laughs> well, the lyrics are bold. Not safe. Oh. Both it's of them. Very yeah. Both of them, and that's yeah. why I love like both of them. The music video or like the song itself. Both. both. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, with Aquafina, the music video is not as controversial. Well, it's I don't like, think it's, it's controversial, but still badass. Yes, badass mm. is in your face, very unapologetic, but the lyrics are very yeah, like... I don't even think Dumbfounded's video was very controversial. I don't think it was that controversial. It was, it was super cool. It was on the news, though. I still haven't like, it. was it. on my Facebook sidebar news. Yeah. Oh, really? I could, I could see how, how non-Asian people would be like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, you know. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> it's good. I it's mean, good. It's... um. For those spoiler of you, alert. For those of you who haven't watched it, um, <laughs> so Dumbfounded dropped his track Safe. Which um, the music video feature, which is a dope hot track, dope new hotness dope. is lit. Dope track. Please. It's on fleek, as the kids say. Turned okay. up. <laughs> um, I feel like I still don't know how to use that lingo. <laughs> I think that's just one. That You're the youngest one here. <laughs> no, I really think I'm not in tune with all the new. Oh, it's okay, I'm all good. Oh, we got the wrong young people on this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, but, it's um, yeah, so it's basically a music video where his face has been CG'd into the face of mm. like. White actors in movies, so like his, the his most face iconic is, movies too, yeah. right? Just like um, Titanic. That ha- what's that? Ha- oh God, that hashtag. Um, uh, starring John Cho, yeah, right? starring, Don- and John starring Cho. Constance Wu. Yeah, so like basically, that. like his face on Leo's face when he was winning his yeah. Oscar, <gasps> his face on um, Leo's Titanic. Oh, when he's winning, yes, when yeah, he's yeah. winning, and in Great and, Gatsby, and in Titanic. Yeah, the Great Gatsby shot. Yeah, where he's like holding up the glass yeah. with the fireworks. That sounds um, amazing. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Um, Pulp Fiction, he was sieged mm. into um, John Travolta's face. Mm. And oh. <laughs> he's on um, uh, Swayze in uh, Ghost. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's really, really wow. just. That sounds awesome. It's really cool because it's the same thing that, just, that Star and John Cho yeah. did, where you, you're kind of seeing maybe it's not so weird. It, like, know? what it? if. But then of. it is a little weird. And why is that? I think weird, it's weird right? just because you see, like, the celebrity. I think. Physically, yeah. it's weird, mm-hmm. but like the thought of it isn't. Oh, yeah. just wait till you see it. Yeah. It's actually a lot more normal, and that's what I think the whole yeah. point was. And that's why, to some people, it's super provocative that he he like went there. Yeah. But to us, I mean, it's been a long. It's a concept long coming, and we've been talking about, it, dreaming about it, fantasizing about it for a long time. He just put it in actual form. Yeah. Well, just him and, <laughs> and Jay On from yeah. from Transparent Agency, they've they worked together on, on previous videos and he did such a great job with that video. And it just it was it felt very refreshing. Like it's just the, that's what we were just talking about in terms of good art that is simple to the points, makes its statement, doesn't apologize for it, makes you think, makes you feel and you walk you're like, yeah. "Damn, that was good." And how powerful that is. Like it can really not only change the Asian community that's watching it to feel like Hell yeah! Like yeah. rally behind so that, but also like really be be something that's um, provocative and then sparks interest in non Asian people. Be like, what the hell is all this talk about this video? Like, what is this about? And so it 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 covers a lot of different yeah. territory. And the thing with media these days is you have to have that hook in order to even be heard. Sometimes. Mm. And that's why it's great to have people like Dumbfound and like Aquafina who can be loud mm-hmm. and yeah. like and like not care about what yeah. other people say. I don't know. I thought like the most the coolest thing about that music video that stood out to me, not coolest, but I guess what meant the most to me at the end, I know you haven't seen it yet, but hopefully it won't spoil. It's okay. But it's like <laughs> the the director's like, oh, like there's something wrong with this like scene like it's like something's wrong with your face and then it's, he's just like what and he like gets switched out with he a white places him with the white guy. actor and i'm just <laughs> there like, we go there like, we go they're just exactly the same and i'm just like oh that sucks but and then like, and the uh, yeah. wife and the kids are asian ah. yeah. so it's just it's really funny but and and so I was talking about this with Brianna earlier, just because I'm so curious for how the the young people, <laughs> specifically Brianna, like how she feels like the internship with collaboration, like working, um, you know, 
on the content and the thing, the topics that we focus on, how that has either changed her, has it um, opened her mind or her interest to, to Asian American entertainment? Was she already into it before? So I actually told her to stop telling me your thoughts. I was like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> so, but I'm curious for both of you, like how, how that is, because you guys have grown up more so than Marvin and I have in at a younger age to have exposure to these Asian American artists. And back and in my day, back in our day, <laughs> we had to struggle and, <laughs> and, and search for Asian Avenue. No one, can, no one can see your hand motions. I know. <laughs> <laughs> giving me emotion shut up she's a very expressive person yes i am <laughs> but you know what i mean like we had yeah, asian yeah. avenue we had very limited things and then of course phil came around and changed all our lives but that's what that was it you know right and for you guys to grow up with youtube and all that stuff i'm just curious like how that has um impacted you or like what do you guys think about your generation is there your generation of artists that's actually a question that came up mm-hmm. yesterday um well for me growing up with like all these when I search for YouTube, when I used to search for YouTube, it would be all like Asian American, Asian, uh, say that like be Beyonce your, or like That's Asian. what you search for? That's what I used to search for. That's, yeah. Those are your search keywords? Dang. Okay. <laughs> but I, then when you like stumble into like all these amaz- Asian American artists. Were you, so, were you just say amazing? Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I was about to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So then there you go. I made up a new word. Also, amazing. you wear your headphones backwards. Am I really? Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a production intern. <laughs> um, it's marked L and R. Is it? I don't know how you can mess that up. Because I didn't. It was all, whatever. Anyway. She was like on a good conversation <laughs> going. Like, and then just, conversation. I'm sorry. It's... Okay. Now I switched it. Happy Marvin. Yes. <laughs> um, no wonder why it felt so weird. Um, but when I used to search for like uh, Asian American artists and when I did stumble upon it, it would be so cool just to have like someone there and seeing like this whole like I guess coalition of just like people who would collaborate and just you know be that representation for us Mm. but you know growing up um uh I think where I grew up in like SGV it was kind of a little bit more diverse where you had like uh Asian people when you had Mexican Americans Latinos uh black people white people just like a whole I guess good group of diversity mm-hmm. I kind of strayed away from that where I would get I would get um integrated into different other cultures and where I wasn't um I guess involved in that whole Asian American culture anymore mm. especially so that was with intention you're like even though you were searching for Asian Beyonce yeah <laughs> this is the the young exploration time see <laughs> or like we were exploring our Asian side because that was the um, the unavailable part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because um, I also grew up in SGV and grew up amongst the Asians and Latinos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think our school was 40% Asian, 40% Latino, mm-hmm. and then 20% everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, you definitely get used to... You get used to the diversity, The diversity. Um, but for us... Like like Minji said, the media representation wasn't really there. Like we had, we didn't have YouTube. Like YouTube came out like when, when we were in college. Yeah, um, after college, started in two thousand five. Yeah, I graduated. Oh, post, yeah. What I'm saying. we're not that. Wow, old. you just dated know. yourself. We're not that. Old. I say how old I am all um, the time. I have no. We were issue. we were there when Facebook started. Dang, that was in the oh, middle dang. of our college years. Yeah. <laughs> When but, it was college only. I think only. I was like oh. middle school. Yeah, you were left out. <laughs> it was an exclusive When they expanded club. to high school, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Okay, I'm sorry, but they were the most ratchet ass photos that used to be on Facebook. <laughs> this world that we live in now is so PG. <laughs> it's just all your pictures of your prettiest stuff and your Instagram, whatever. They were like, I remember, oh my God. <laughs> Hella ratchet. I'm not going to call out who it was. But there are girls like pe- like drunk frat parties where they took pictures of their friends like peeing. And, like, oh, that's like, messed I remember up. that was one of the first albums I said, what is this Facebook? Like, <laughs> what is this world? Because it was college only. Was and you're crazy. like, dang. Yeah. We made it yeah, they made They made a mistake when they opened it up to us as UC kids. Oh. <laughs> you should have kept it Ivy League. Oh my God, anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, was, oh yeah. Um, so when we were growing up, it was like we had MP3 folders, we had WAV file folders, 
Um, Those are so around. We though, right? watched Flash videos. <laughs> yes. Right. And we share actual files. Yeah. Just share a video. Here's like, here's a video. Download it. It's gonna take about four hours. <laughs> and like Asian representation was slower. like, you know, all American girl for a year, but that was like, I didn't, I didn't really watch it. I even know what yeah. that is. Well, I mean, that's not even when we were in like our <laughs> adolescent years. That's children years. And then years. like there was there was a whole Asian subculture. Yeah, we kind of. I remember that. (laughs) See, I want to know that because I brought that up when I was speaking at Chapman at their graduation, (laughs) and I was like, you know, I was just reflecting on my Asian American identity because that's what the whole graduation was about, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't even, I had never kind of written down and articulated in summary form how I had gone from A to B to C to D, Mm -hmm. and that was really interesting because I had to write it in one night slash the morning it was due. It was true college yeah. times again. But like um, when I brought that up, they're like, Woo! they all started cheering. I was like, what are you? And I wanted to stop my speech and be like, mm. See, so I tell me about that. What's Asian to you guys? Yeah. Easy, when I remember it, because like I have older uh, cousins who grew oh, up okay. in that. <laughs> but then it was more like hip hop and like mm. the spiky hair. Mm. But now I feel like Asian has grown into like vapes and boba and like <laughs> boba gangsters boba gangsters and you Wait, know i've actually never heard so that much. term before asian subculture asian pride asian, asian, asian pride yeah. yeah no my cousin and you have to type to. it uppercase lowercase uppercase yeah. my cousin used to be exactly that person That's so interesting and then they would have yeah. like that glitterly like flag of your homeland oh, <laughs> i mean vape God. culture probably has roots like especially in, in where we live, the SUV right. has roots in the Asian mm. because it's it's oh, yeah. also because what I remember about Asian sub Asian culture, like Asian 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 is it was it was definitely a style, yeah, and definitely a like for us it was car culture, right? yeah, it was car okay. fashion yeah. and music too, yeah, and and stationery, yeah, stationery. It was like Books. trance music was part of it. Um, R&B it was like um, house yeah. like all the you guys know the Running Man song the I Know Jason oh song? yes <laughs> it was like that kind of music it was like there was a wave at least in California of um, Filipino American like R&B groups that it was like a surge yeah, of DJs, them DJs dance groups DJs yeah. dance groups like it was it was Kai interlude yeah. so yeah from collab LA for, for the SUV it was definitely Rice Rockets mm-hmm. um Puffy jackets. Hot import nights. Spiky mm. hair. Visors. 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 Yes, I remember. It's because it would go over your spiky hair so it wouldn't mess up the hair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hold on, let me get out my string bangs. Oh, string oh bangs. Oh, and, and um, studio photos. Uh, I remember my cousin's taking hell. But like, you don't dress like. nice. You wear like your you white t shirt and jeans. How much money we paid before Instagram? Like, <laughs> so much money. I think. I got the very, very last bit of Asian culture. But you were a little baby, I was right? like, no, I would think I was like middle school little baby. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember taking studio photos with like my cousins. How <laughs> cute. Did, um, were you guys color coordinated? Yeah. <laughs> Did the puka shell necklaces make it up to NorCal? Hell yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, really? Okay, I feel like slowly things are coming back to me now. (laughs) Like, I remember that. Those AOL profiles that you like color coded. I never had AIM though. Everyone drove, like, it was Integras, WRXs, and Civics. And um, they were all customized. If you're really fancy, (laughs) pray. With the wings. Yeah. With the wings. With the wings, with the dark blue, like oh, shiny God. paint and with the customized like Isn't radio face Isn't like he knows what's And up. decals yeah. occasionally. Isn't that still kind of a thing? The, Except for the, the decals. But like, <laughs> this not a thing. There's like, still like people into drift culture and things yeah. like that. But most people but like it, just nice cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not, it's not the rice rockets. Those are very, like watch the first Fast and Furious and then you'll Ooh. know. I was like, there are not enough Asian people in that freaking movie. That's, <laughs> that, that, that movie actually Fast was the bad guy. Was part, exactly, but that, that really cute. <laughs> Which, but like, that's the second one, honey. That's not the first one. But like that movie, I remember that, it it, it kind of pissed me off. I was like, that well, we is were a super, lie. We were all that super into it because like, uh-huh. This is like, you know, part of our, I say our culture, but like I wasn't really part of it because I had, I didn't have a car. Yeah. But we but all knew like, everybody all, else. Yeah. It, was, all, it was a very common name for someone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, 
either wanted to have that car or a lot of the girls dressed up like or on occasion dressed up as like hot import models like that was a thing Asian baby that was kind of yeah that was kind of like the reference point for like the ABC. hot Asian girl with girls that ended up in mm. hot import nights and those were like specific models everyone remembers that like Kyle, Kyle, Kylie Yu mm-hmm. and so, who's now in a, a musician and in a band and it's crazy and then um comedian girl yeah, yeah. Aiko Tanaka yeah, yeah. She, they were all on import night girls and I was like damn she's doing stand up comedy <laughs> wow but it, times have changed and that's awesome but that was like our niche culture that was like a huge boom and that was funny because we were talking about that the other day when um, it was very ambiguous because it wasn't there was this really big umbrella group of Asian people and it wasn't differentiated too much there was not any like specific segregation of Korea, even though that naturally happened because of church and whatever but it was like everybody fell under that umbrella it was korean mm. japanese vietnamese chinese like everybody mm. so a lot of the east asians you yeah. know so right. uh, it was a, yeah, we it all was kind a very of unique time adopted the same style right mm. you know we all be- and then i feel like right after i feel like it's asian pride time then goes to the youtube generation right after mm. that and then i feel like now we're kind of like that's it's like a it's, it's well the Asians kind of becoming like we're getting to the point where 90s is becoming the throwback like it was the mm. 80s for a long it's time like, yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's moving to 90s yeah. and that's why we're seeing a resurgence in even in Asian right. cultures it's kind Asian of, yeah, it right. just Asian it just developed differently I feel like did you have Asian in your screen name AOL screen name no uh, no I didn't <laughs> did you spell girl did you have girl with a G-U-R-L yes oh my god <laughs> shut up he knows what's up still I had chunza my like personal, angel <laughs> my personal email still has girl <laughs> oh my okay that's not your professional I was about to say no like, it's we're not gonna need oh my little, gosh I had have to a workshop. change mine because uh, mine that's was my, too unprofessional to good call good call yeah. <laughs> we're about to have a, like a professionalism <laughs> workshop here with you youngins our interns wait so so I'm curious then so then you you guys grew up with youtube generation like when you're young and how do you think that's changed now i'm like really curious about now what is the scene now what do you guys listen to is that even a thing hello fellow young people hello young what people. are we doing today i feel like <laughs> i didn't even really grow up with youtube though i feel like i just discovered youtube like now yeah like several <laughs> years like not even several years maybe like a few years back because like for me i didn't even open up facebook until i was like in high school that's like interesting. like late or like mid high school but I feel like these days kind of going back to like what you asked earlier too about the whole if like Asian awareness and you know how much of it we've grown up with and I feel like YouTube is a place where I found out definitely more about um Asian American creators like recently right yeah, yeah especially with like even with collaboration with like Wong Fu and ISA and all these different people and I feel like that in itself brings a lot more awareness, but I feel like people still then, like, I was telling Minji this earlier too, but it's like, I feel like once I entered into collaboration, I was exposed to so much more of this Asian American community because I was asking myself, like, oh, I'm interested in creating entertainment, I'm interested in, you know, possibly going into Asian American entertainment in the future, but why is that? And I feel like even now, I'm still discovering, like, all these cool things about why people are so passionate about this and how we can further spotlight this community. But I think what it comes down to then, it's like people aren't going to be interested if they're really not passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I feel like after being in collaboration, I've learned so much more about like the amount of people that are in this together. Cause I went to like LA Asian American Pacific film festival and and interviewed. Yeah. And interviewed. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to see the effort people are putting in to bring more awareness to the awesomeness that Asian Americans right. can bring to entertainment. And so, I don't know, it's been a really good experience, that collaboration. And so, Aww. yeah. We I wasn't didn't asking for a plug. We didn't yeah. pay her to say that. We did not pay her. That was not us. We don't pay her in terms. It just, it was like, I feel like, I feel like today was like a reflecting day. It was Aww. a reflecting day because it's like my last day to cry, cry. But Aww. yeah, so I was reflecting on kind of what I've learned and what I've experienced. And so, I think... I didn't know much about Asian American culture before, and then I feel like now I have a better understanding and I'm more interested in learning about it. So I feel like it's a progress. It's a journey. And right. I, what I was reflecting with the art part of it and how that plays into it, and it's kind of a 
it's a it's a nice month that I was it was a hell of a month. This mm-hmm. APAM blew every APAM out of the water yeah. ever. It was a good it's month. It's getting bigger it every a, year. Exactly. Yeah. And so and it's I good. think the the art that came out specifically this month, there was Dumbfounded's um, music video and Aquafina's and BGA and like yeah. there's so mm-hmm. many and it, what we were just talking about and laughing about last night is I'm sorry, I'm like keep referring to this <laughs> invisible podcast that doesn't exist and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> But there was a real genuine, like you could feel it amongst us. Like, like, like this feels so good. This is the progress yeah. because mm-hmm. these are the, the, like, these are the things that will spark passion and that will spark interest, that will spark curiosity, that will educate whether you like it or not. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like once pe- enough you get critical mass, you got to watch it. Like I'm going to watch this gorilla pit thing, even though I'm not really that (laughs) interested in it. Yeah. So we're just appreciating that and saying, this is, this is the new frontier and we got to keep pushing that. And it's good to see. And that's the good thing about something like APAM. We we keep saying stuff like, Oh, every, every month is actually APAM because you should always be Pacific American heritage month. FYI. Sorry. You should always (laughs) be, we should probably test that earlier, (laughs) but you should like, we should always be appreciative or talk about our heritage, but having this month where, like people put out not only new content but focused content mm-hmm. with a message mm-hmm. helps us create that critical mass that then allows us to be heard mm-hmm. in the mainstream whereas you know typically it wouldn't have like you would have maybe one or two things coming out but it wouldn't be like there's this and then there's this and then there's this yeah. and then there's that but and, right. and I think having the variety again, like yeah. emphasizing that there is diversity within this diversity. Like we're this tiny, diverse community, but we're not that tiny. There's so much in there that I think can we can be made available to other people to connect to. So even if you know hip hop and rap is not your cup of tea, well that's fine. Like if you actually do connect to K pop or you whatever, there there are much more um, touch points and there's a lot more doors i guess mm-hmm. for you to walk through that you would genuinely connect with and yeah. it's not just only this only this mm-hmm. and there you go you yeah. know and i i that's what i love and i think that's that's what's allowing people to feel more confident to be who they are and not feel oh because we're just saying like oh used to feel that that word like oh i'm being so asian right now why is that used in a derogatory mm-hmm. term and like that's something for us to all pause and think about because I felt that way. I still feel that way. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. God, I'm so freaking Asian. I mean, Aubrey was just saying how she feels Asian for liking anime. Yeah. And I don't think it's... And so like who anime. cares? Yeah. Right? Like that's... I think that's where we're at in this whole thing. Um, and the more that we get riled up and loud and just kind of cool with who we are and we like just what like we like. It. Yeah. <laughs> then it doesn't have to be like, oh my God, you're being so Asian. And then you know what that means. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to explain it, but you're like, I'm sorry. I think, <laughs> when you, I think when you are confident in yourself and when you accept yourself and your heritage, it's like other people will be just as cool as you are about it. It'll it's be like, the new cool thing. Yeah. And less yeah. fetishizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a genuine appreciation it's not like they're not putting on some exotic category they're like oh that's that is cool your cuisine is amazing you're like i know (laughs) it's fine it's so good that's a whole other topic you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) i always go there because it's the best oh it's the best part food food let's just have a food podcast yeah no we there's definitely a lot to talk about there too especially when it comes to uh to uh well you (laughs) stuff like that um, but yeah, that's, that's good. Good talk. It's good to have kids on sometimes too. We are legal adults here. Condescending old. <laughs> I'm also a Chinese fellow, man. It's good to have fellow young people here. Fellow, fellow young, young people. Cause that sounds so young. We are My young fellow adults. young people. Let's talk about being cool and awesome. <laughs> so lit right now. Do you want your cardigan right now? Like, <laughs> do fellow young people. Like Mr. Rogers over here. <laughs> Hello, fellow young people. Uh, before we um, before we end this podcast, um, we got an email What's that? from a fan. What's that? Um, who uh, took issue to some of the things we said about K-pop a couple weeks ago? Uh, oh, Rira. Yeah. Going down. <laughs> I love K-pop. So since we have the young people here, educate we can also me. <laughs> educate me, Rira, because I don't know. Um, so listener, listener Rira, who um, also gave us the topic for last week's um, episode on mental health, um, wrote in like an essay. Oh, I'm going to no. pick and pick the most pertinent parts, but in reaction to our K-pop talk from two weeks ago. So Rira writes, hello, Collabcast. As I was listening to your super Korean episode two weeks ago, Great talk about Korean American identity, by the way. 
I couldn't help but notice you guys were confused by some, K-pop, some of K-pop's quirks. I'm writing this email to clarify misunderstandings about the genre. Let's get started. <laughs> oh <my laughs> going down. Number one, the there are numerous soloists in K-pop, especially in R&B and hip-hop. Plenty of soloists regular, regular, regularly, regularly <laughs> rank within there the top 20 of Korea's major music charts. Mm. Zion T, Crush, Lee Hai, mm, and Yu. Ayu, Ayu, you are just a few among <laughs> many soloists to achieve number one on charts, bring it, and <laughs> live music programs. So why do we only see K-pop idol groups in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Well, K-pop dance groups are marketed to a global audience, whereas soloists, rappers, and bands tend to target a more domestic market. Mm. Most Korean nationals, except for middle school and high school students, aren't actually big fans of idol groups. They may recognize some K-pop idol songs, but older Koreans tend to listen to indie music and songs featured on Korean dramas. <laughs> Basically, there's a surplus of K-pop boy bands because international fans love them and record companies love money. Uh, mm. Number two, why are there so many members in idol groups? This is what always, always confused me. Mm. The big question can be broadly answered in two words, risk reduction. Of course, the full answer is a bit more complex. So she goes on to talk about trainees, about how big agencies have roughly 60 trainees at any given time. These young teenagers can train for up to six years without the agency seeing a single cent of profit. Debuting idol group and with a large roster of members gives agencies the opportunity to quickly collect return on investments and recruit new trainees. On diversity, the more members a K-pop group has, the better the group can cater to the fans with different tastes. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah. Divide and conquer. So K-pop stars run on demanding schedules. Large groups can divide their responsibilities between its members and meet demands with more flexibility. Oh, should we talk about those demanding schedules? <laughs> <laughs> I heard straight from the source. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Some agencies like to split large groups in half and have one subunit promote overseas, primarily, primarily in China and Japan, while the other unit focuses on Korean activities. And trend, big groups weren't the norm until after 2010 when SM groups Super Junior and Girls' Generation reached commercial success. Since then, the K-pop industry has taken note and replicated SM's formula to moderate success. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sorry okay. for the long email. So I hope bro. this information helped you understand K-pop a little bit better mm-hmm. and encouraged you to explore beyond Korea's mainstream idol groups. Mm-hmm. Smiley face. Well, thanks, Rira. Um, Rira knows, and then she's a fan, and I love that because true fans know the ins and outs. Like, yeah, I, I like I listen to all. 16 discs of Beyonce's biography so when people start talking shit I'm like excuse me you don't know what that girl has been through first of all didn't you know like I mean here's the thing like talking about K-pop like there's something that I can understand about K-pop is Mm -hmm. the business implications of it yeah right I can see exactly what they're doing okay Um, but it is um, it is good to know about just in general like the face we see isn't exactly the full face like we were saying earlier you know there's lots of Nuance if you take the time to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. But what's going to be most obvious obvious is what's popularized in yeah. your immediate environment. Yeah. So I, I presumed, because I, I know this because I followed 90s K-pop and I knew all the groups and I knew all the yeah. solo artists and I was obsessed with all of them equally. So I, I just, I, I presumed like, okay, I know this is just like the globalized version where these particular things are very, very popular, but kind of in a blanket statement, I'm like, I don't follow really any of it. So I can't <laughs> speak on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, it makes sense. And that's, the you got to give props to the Korean community. Like they are very, this is also, again, double-edged sword, but they're very formulaic about a lot mm-hmm. of things. They figure for out sure. what works and they keep doing it until, mm-hmm. you know, forever. But I well, feel I mean, like that can only go on for so long. Exactly. Because I feel like K-pop now, they're realizing it can't be just about the looks and the performance. Like people are actually starting to try to make their own music and I feel like People there's a lot of there's a lot way. of misunderstandings about K-pop, and I feel like like I'm not as much of a fan as I was when I was younger, <laughs> like not crazy <laughs> fangirl, but I feel like I like done a lot of research on like all these groups and stuff like that, and I feel like there's so many misunderstandings. Like for instance, like I feel like mainstream K-pop is like the boy bands, the girl groups, the looks, the bling, and you know the performance. Yeah. Who's well, I mean, I don't <laughs> in terms of Nakedness. young people, in terms of the business marketing aspect of it, there's always going to be a market of horny teens who just want <laughs> and old people. Yeah, who just want <laughs> to know who their next boyfriend is, yeah. or you know, that's you know yeah. American pop. But I feel like way. nowadays, yeah. though, mainstream is kind of going down. I feel like more underground rap, hip hop, indie, acoustic, like those are all slowly but surely yes. coming back. Yeah. Goes and in now, waves. 
Yeah, and a lot of groups now are trying to have their members like actually make the music and like Big Bang, like they've made their music since they've been around. So it's like there are groups that do are genuinely musicians and it's not just about their faces and you know and so I feel like it's a journey for them too so it's a progress I'm inspired to like turn on Big Bang Spotify or Pandora channel and just Mm -hmm. see where that takes me yeah (laughs) this might be my weekend challenge (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Rira thank you so much I mean that that took a lot of time and thought to write out and and I'm really like Rira listens to her podcast like the the moment it comes out, it's scary. I love you, Rira. Number one fan <laughs> award. Hugs and love. Thank you. She's probably really, really upset that there's no episode right now. Aww, <laughs> aww, that makes me aww. She's smiling. Listen, listen to my. I'm totally opposite of when I started. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, and we've had our minor interactions with K-pop, and that's where I'm so. Uh, kind of intrigued because mm-hmm. it left such a bad taste in my mouth. Really, when. Korea and then Asian America crossed and how that went. And then also what I've continued to learn all the time since then mm-hmm. about the industry. This is like entertainment industry in general. It's not definitely not only harpooning Korea, yeah. but it's, it's, there's so much shadiness. I mean, just take mm-hmm. one look at what happened to Britney Spears. Exactly. You know? right. And you know, and Ariana's up You guys know who Britney Spears next. is, right? Yes. Of course. Okay. <laughs> We're not that young. But, but, but that the, young. to the extremes that they go in Korea with like how much they monitor these people yeah. and they're very young and they... It just, I heard it from my mother's friends that they were super angry because they had friends whose children became K-pop stars mm-hmm. and or who were trying to. So they would like kind of go with the whatever subpar label that was trying to compete with. Uh, you can't yeah. compete with the big ones, but they're still trying. And like how much they would control them. They like and train them from such a young From a very young age. age. And they, they were, they were the, one Andre. of them found the right word in uh, English and she said, exploit <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, you know? And yeah. it got real and it was a very right. intense Konglish conversation. But um I mean that's that's real in any industry, but I wonder too just like how the music industry entertainment industry treats their artists. Like I'm very yeah. well, it's, passionate about that. It's you know, it's the product, right? They're right, not, they're they're not really selling they're not music. They're They've not, become they're selling just manufacturers, charts, but they're yeah. selling merch. Yeah, they're selling faces. It's the they're selling, of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so in those, it's like even you hear stories about this in like ballet troops and like models, modeling mm-hmm. companies where yeah. it's like, yeah, they control what you eat, they control what right. you do, who you talk to. Like, you know, the moment you step out of line, it's like not even like, like punitive stuff from the company, but also your peers start shaming you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you know? you're like ruining for everybody yeah. or whatever. And I mean, like, I think there are aspects of it that people still go for because in the end like that's their dream and that's their passion or whatever reason they may have there's something in it for them but I think from what I've seen and it can be a very empty life and I've like interviewed like a guy or I interviewed like a 90s group fly to the sky when they're here for their concert and I asked him like oh like what's something that people don't really see about k-pop artists and Brian Ju he was saying saying I love Brian I love him too. But he was saying people think it's all glamorous and all this blinged out stuff, but it's like people don't really understand like how much effort goes into all of these things, like with albums and all of that. And so I feel like there's really hard things and I feel like people think like, oh, like they're just partying and they're just doing what they want to do. They're having fun, but it's like really, they're just like after concerts, like they just go to their hotel room and just like sleep and they're just by themselves. And it's like, for them, it's like they that's might be what they want to do but in the end to other people it can seem very different i think that contrast and going from superstardom which is overwhelming and i don't think any of us at this table can reflect on that because we don't know that (laughs) but what i'm saying like it come like it has a price it's meant like i just i felt so bad for britney spears she had a freaking mental breakdown i don't know what that girl was told but the things that i hear my friends who are not on britney spears level what they're told that they have to do eat drink smell like look like change their facial features etc sing better because they're not pretty enough like they get told these things to their faces mm-hmm. at a very young age and so i can only imagine how much years of that stress sustained stress mm-hmm. can mentally emotionally psychologically break somebody down yeah, of course. so people yeah and i think yeah. it's true that whole celebrity thing it seems so glitzy and glamorous but we're also very aware it comes with a price mm-hmm. and hopefully that's something that we all normalize as like okay they're also human beings and they don't i don't know yeah i get that because if i'm around 
Beyonce, I'll die. You know. Like, oh I God. mean, as as producers too, we're also we 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 kind of see behind the curtain a mm. lot, and it's at the end of the day, we're all we're all here to make good stuff. Yeah, mm. and be respectful too. I don't know. I think it's such a double edged sword. Like all that adoration <laughs> becomes like, oh my God, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to get my boba, <laughs> especially when it happens young. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know who you are fully yet. Yeah, you know. That's why they tell you what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the corrections. It's good to learn more about K-pop. Yes, I'm still yes. not sure I'm into it, but mm-hmm. that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'm learning. I just think it's really cool how like at K-pop events there's like sometimes more non-Korean people than there is Korean people, and I feel like that's just really awesome to see because it's like wow, like K-pop does. I mean, more than it seems like can have a difference like on yeah. other people's lives and make an impact. So. Universal. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I went to KCON the other, the last KCON and literally there were so many like non-Koreans yeah. who are into, well, for someone who is non-Korean <laughs> and slightly getting into more of like the K-pop scene. Yeah. Um, it's just like a huge impact on to like just spread that whole culture. Yeah. And then that so. like moves to like Korean culture too, not just K pop. Right. And they have an appreciation for that culture. And that's really cool. Right. So there's the good and the bad of random note though. And then this- we get back to the fetishization. Well, okay, I'm saying that that could be a byproduct and that's not, and I don't want people to walk in assuming that just because you're into something Asian, like I try my best not to like off the bat even internally accuse somebody like oh you're fetishizing this whatever I mean I, I walk in trying you can does. sometimes it's nuanced and it depends you got to give them benefit of the doubt sometimes like okay mm-hmm. just like let's mm-hmm. talk about that like oh this is cool you're into it <laughs> but and the funny thing is like what before the, all the Asianness kind of is now this globalized universal thing that it is now I always connected it's just my last note but like I always connected with like Latino art mm-hmm. I loved Selena and I loved listening to um, Spanish songs and ballads. So and it felt good. the same, like, because I learned Spanish as a young person. And I was like, they have phrases in Spanish. It's like Korean. Like, you can't translate uh, it to English. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, and just like black black uh, art, like mm-hmm. music and and uh, movies, you know, like two can, two can play that game. Hell yeah, work that Vivica Fox, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff. I felt so connected to it. And it wasn't my culture. Yeah. Yeah. But... I felt so like relatable to it. So that's what I think. Again, we're, it's cool that now the Asian culture is becoming something much more widely accepted. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like opening a lot of doors and eyes step and by hearts. Step. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, you. All right. Thanks for coming, well, guys. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll Thanks do for it having for this us. podcast. Hopefully, it was somewhat our last day. It was so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to have more perspectives and of young people. I'm not going to. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to. It's, was it turned up enough here? Oh my god! <laughs> was it lit? <laughs> Sorry, I still don't know how to use those words. It was it's okay. I don't either. It was better than Marvin. It was okay. very turned. Wait, am I no? Stop it's, it. It's very, okay, bye guys. It Stop. Thanks again to Travis Trail for letting us letting us use his song "Excited" for this week's intro yeah, and outro. Um, if you guys would like to send us an email, if you think something we said about the Asians. Asian. Didn't really, Get didn't it right. really <laughs> that. mesh up Stop or it. have your own experience, please write to us at podcast at collaboration.org. You can also write to us if you have any topic suggestions or questions for us to answer. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, subscribe. Stitcher, and wherever <laughs> you find podcasts. And if you do subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out and it really makes me feel good to read them. <laughs> And Help. me when he tells me. <laughs> Help our self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for listening. Um, for Minji, myself, Aubrey, and Brianna, this has been Double Clubcast Brie. Episode 70. Bree, Bree. Bree, Bree, out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> get excited, get excited.